Hello and welcome to today's episode of the 7 Figure Millennials Podcast, where it is my job to help leaders just like you to prioritize your happiness, health, and relationships while making your biggest entrepreneurial dreams a reality. And if you're listening and it's maybe you're a returning listener or if it's your first time and you're wondering why the heck do you have this podcast, Brandon, it's because I'm on this same journey with you and I'm just sharing with you everything that I'm learning along the way from the guests that are coming on the show and the other incredible things that I'm sharing with you. And so normally I bring on a guest to share some massively incredible and impactful stories or content, but today what I want to do is I want to walk you through my favorite exercise that I do every single year in December. And what this exercise is going to allow you to do is to see all the massive progress that you've made in the year. And it'll give you some massive momentum for the coming year. So lots of people around this time of year, I know they start focusing on goal setting, which is incredible. I have nothing against that. You should be setting goals. I just think that it's significantly more powerful when you pair your goal setting with looking back and seeing all of your growth and momentum from the very beginning of the year. So this actually is not the first time I've recorded an episode on this topic. Last year, I recorded an episode. It was episode number 10, and I was going to re-record the entire thing, but I decided to listen to it, and I was really impressed by the amount of time that I put into it, and I thought it was a really good episode. But looking back, the critique that I do have on the original recording is that I do think I made it a little bit more complicated than what it actually needed to be. So what's most important to me right now is that if you're listening to me, is that you actually take the time to do this exercise. But if you want the extremely detailed version, you're a nerd just like me, <laughs> and you you want to see the exact process that I use to track my wins on a a daily, monthly, and a yearly basis, you can go back and check out episode number 10. So what I'm going to do for today though, is I'm actually going to play you the relevant part of the recording from last year. So you're going to hear 2020 Brandon, and I'll say 2020 heading into 2021. So you can kind of ignore that. And then where I start getting into the nitty gritty details um, I'm going to cut, I'm going to cut it right there. And then I'm going to come in and give you the simplified version of the exercise that you can easily implement today to help you increase your momentum and satisfaction with your progress. So again, if you're a nerd like me, go check out episode number 10. Uh, if, but if not, you just actually want to get some results, then just hang with me in this episode. And then the one last thing I will say before we dive in is I strongly recommend that you go and check out the episode with Dr. Benjamin Hardy. If you haven't listened to that one, that should be the episode just before this one. He just wrote the book called The Gain and the Gap with Dan Sullivan. And I guarantee that if you listen to that episode, it's going to help you get more value out of this episode and this exercise because this exercise is basically how I apply the gain and the gap in my life. So when I recorded the 2020 episode... I'm not 100% sure if I had been introduced to the gain and the gap concept yet, or maybe I had, but I use very similar language to what Dan and Ben talk about. So regardless of where it came from, I give full credit to Dan Sullivan and Ben Hardy for the gain and the gap concept. This is just how I tangibly apply it to my life, and I know it'll be super valuable for you. So with that said, I'm going to cue the theme song. You're going to hear from 2020 Brandon for a little bit, and then I'll come back in and give you my favorite exercise that I do every single year in December so that you can increase your momentum and satisfaction with your progress heading into a new year. If you had to pick between A, making a ton of money, B, being happy, healthy, and surrounded with people you love, or C, making a meaningful impact on the world, which would you choose? The good news is that today we don't have to choose. So the question is, how can entrepreneurs like you and me, who have a vision for our lives and aren't willing to settle for anything less, 
How can we become financially successful and have a big impact while prioritizing our happiness, health, and relationships? You and I are on a mission to find out, and we have an incredible journey ahead of us. My name is Brandon Fong, and welcome to the 7 Bigger Millennials Podcast. All right, so I am super excited for this to be the last episode of 2020 because I believe that as entrepreneurs, we set out to create a business not because we want a successful business, but because we want to build a business that helps us live the lifestyle that we actually want. So that's why this process, I believe, is so important because it will show you how you can systematically increase your happiness and satisfaction with your entrepreneurial progress. But before we dive in, I wanted to start by telling you a story about an incredibly successful entrepreneur who has a company that I believe is bordering a billion dollar valuation that was 100% bootstrapped. But I was listening to a podcast episode that he did and he was talking about one of his fond memories was actually way back in the day when he was just getting started with him and his wife sitting on their couch. They were absolutely broke in their teeny little home and they had to cut up their credit cards just because they had so much debt and they couldn't spend any more. And they talked about that being an incredibly fond memory for them and they really looked back at that time as something that was incredibly great. It was an incredible moment in their lives. And it's funny because sometimes you're going through those kinds of experiences and you feel like they're all negative and you don't want to look at that experience as something positive. But that, that, situation of a successful entrepreneur looking back on on the fond memories of just getting started is not uncommon. And I've met many entrepreneurs who finally hit their goal. They hit the thing that they set out to achieve, but then they feel empty on the inside or it's not what they thought it would be in their heads. So what's the secret sauce? If accomplishing your goals doesn't actually make you happy, what's the point? How do you change that? And the reason why I tell that story is because it recently hit me when I was in a workshop that just, it just was like a ton of bricks. And I was like, I don't remember the exact thing that happened, but basically the outcome of what they said in the workshop was to fall in love with the process of growth, not the outcome. And I've heard this many times, but this just hit me an entirely different way this time. Focus on the process of growth, not the outcome. Process focus, not outcome focus. And happiness, what I've learned through all my studies is that happiness is actually in the now. The future and the past are actually not real things. There's a whole book, one of my favorite books is called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. That's a completely separate <laughs> topic for another day. But basically, your entire life happens in the now. It's not in the past, it's not in the future. So if we want to be more happy as entrepreneurs, we need to fall in love with the process of growth. Even if it means sitting on your couch, cutting up your credit cards, because that's actually where the happiness is. It's not in actually achieving the goals or achieving the outcome. So how do you fall in love with the process of growth? And my theory is that it has to do a lot with how you measure your growth to begin with. And so what I'm going to do really quick is I want to read a passage from a book that I've been reading lately called, um, solve for happy and I lost my spot. So, oh, here it is. Okay. So this is on page 247. If you are somebody who likes this book or wants to find it yourself, but I'm just going to read along right here. It's just about a page. So, uh, it's from a section that says, look down along with success and progress. One of the core values of our modern culture is ambition. We strive for higher, farther, 
bigger, and more. We teach our children to measure their worth by how much they achieve, not only in absolute terms of achievement, but in competitive, comparative terms. It's not enough to achieve. What matters is to achieve more than another. That's what we've come to call success. It's not good enough just to learn. You have to have a higher score than a peer. It's not good enough to have an enjoyable, rewarding life. You have to have a better life than your neighbors do. It's not good enough to enjoy playing football. Winning is what matters. But as we obsessively compare, we set ourselves up for disappointment because there will always be someone who's gone further or done better. And I'm going to skip ahead a few paragraphs right here. But, uh, Comparing yourself to others who seem to be doing better is a behavior that I call looking up. As we look up, we focus on the parts where we fall short. We try to assess how much further we need to go in order to catch up with those who lead the pack. We mistakenly think that we're never good enough until we're ahead. As a result, our expectations of ourselves get inflated and consequently missed. Finally, we think that life is unfair to us in comparison to others, and that thought makes us suffer. There's nothing wrong with wanting to advance in life, but looking up to compare will end in vain. There will always be a reason to feel that you may not have achieved, or sorry, there will always be a reason to feel that what you may have achieved is not good enough. Employees look up at managers and managers look up at chief executives. Models look up at thinner supermodels and millionaires look up at billionaires. Here's a challenge. Here's a challenge. Try reframing ambition so the focus is on the goal of becoming a better person regardless of how you compare to others. Even better, look down. Work hard, grow, and make a difference in the world, but please feel good about yourself. Please stop looking at what you don't have. What you don't have is infinite. Making that your reference point is a sure recipe for disappointment and a sure way to fail the happiness equation. So that is the passage from Solve for Happy. But I believe that the, the going back to what we we're talking about before, I believe that the first step to falling in love with the process is learning how to measure your progress. You need to show evidence to yourself on your progress, not how far you have to go. As that passage in Solve for Happy just said, if we're constantly measuring about the things that we don't have, even if we get to that next level, there's another level. We're just going to feel unhappy and unsatisfied. Thank you so much for sharing your insights, 2020 Brandon. And I guess that is a little bit of a meta lesson in and of itself. Having this podcast has been a great excuse for me to look back and listen to my interviewing and earlier episodes I've done and track how much growth that has happened as a result of me just publishing every single week. But I'm not going to talk any about any more about that. Let's dive back into the content for today. So how do you measure your progress? How do we actually apply that insight that I was just talking about? So what is this exercise I do every single year in December that immediately unlocks momentum and satisfaction with your progress before heading into the new year? So I call this the year in review exercise. So the intended outcome here is for you to go back over the past year and see all of your wins in progress. It's as simple as that. So as I mentioned earlier, I have a whole detailed process that I use to make sure that I'm tracking the daily wins, summarize it into monthly wins, which makes it very easy for me to go back and do the yearly wins. So if you want to see how I track and you don't have a system and you'd be interested in developing or building a system, you can see how I do that in episode 10. But if you haven't been tracking, I want to give you some recommendations on where you can start so that you can measure your progress and still get all the benefits of calculating, not calculating, but but going back and revisiting all the momentum that you've created over the year. So a few simple steps. Step number one, pull out a journal or a Google Doc and just list all the months, January through December. So that's step number one. It doesn't get more simple than that. Just list all the months, January through December. Then step number two is to go back through your calendar 
and just put bullet points of the biggest wins that you can remember from the year, no matter big or small. Just do it as best as you can. The calendar, I find, at least has some of the events that have happened, and you can try to fill in your blanks from memory. Usually, you'll find an event, and you'll be like, oh, this also happened this week, and I didn't have it recorded. Alternatively, or in addition to that, you can have a conversation with your significant other or close friends you've spent time with over the year to list as many wins as possible. And Even if you have kids, this would be a great and fun exercise to do with your family if you want to talk about some of the wins that have happened in their lives and fill in this journal with all the wins that have happened. So once you have all the bullet points that happened during the year, the last part is just to write a end of year reflection. There's no structure to this, just free form. What the heck happened during this year? And what this is going to do is it's going to allow your future self to come back and see all the progress that you made this year. That's it. Super, super simple. But without doing something like this, number one, you don't get to ever have an excuse to go back and track all your wins in progress. And number two, if 20 years from now, 10 years from now, you want to know what happened in this year that you're listening to my voice right now, you will actually have a way of going back and revisiting and seeing all the progress that you've made since then. I just can't even imagine what would happen if I had been doing this process 10 years ago and I could see an even younger version of myself going throughout this. So In summary, list all the wins that you had in each month as best as you can. And number two, write an end-of-year summary that mentions all of your progress. So don't let the simplicity of this fool you. Seriously, you will feel so much better after seeing all the progress you've made this year, especially if you've never taken the time to do anything like this before. And I guess the last thing that I want to do to conclude this episode is just to have a conversation with you listening to this right now to thank you for all your support this year, whether you have recently started listening or if this is your very first episode, I still appreciate your support. But this past year has been incredible because you may or may or not know this, but I started recording this podcast on November 11th, 2020. So as of today, the podcast is just a little bit over a year old. And in that year, or a little bit over a year, the podcast achieved a top 2% global ranking on the site Listen Notes, and there are over 2.7 million podcasts that are ranked by Listen Notes. So it is honestly just mind-blowing for me to look back and see that I started this podcast from nothing, no audience, into something that has massive momentum, and I've been able to have some incredible conversations with people that I deeply respect. And I have so much fun both prepping for the interview, or as I was saying earlier in the 2020 recorded version, Brandon (laughs) was saying, enjoying the process. So I've had so much fun enjoying the process of prepping for the show, having the conversations for the guests. And honestly, I also love hearing your thoughts and feedback on the episodes when I get to hear from you. It honestly makes my day every single time I see a review that comes in. So if you want to give a present to me (laughs) and leave a review, you can do that by going to ratethispodcast.com slash 7FM and share your thoughts on this episode or a previous episode or your general experience. It makes my day, helps the show grow and all that good stuff. So honestly, this has been such a win to be here with you, to be even recording this right now. It makes me so happy that uh, to see all the progress that has happened over the past this over the course of this past year. And I can't wait to continue to provide a ton more value for you in the future. So with all that said, I hope you enjoyed this exercise and seeing all the momentum that you have created over this past year as you wrap up this year and head into the next one. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Hey, it's Brandon here again, and I have a quick favor to ask before you head off, and that is if you are listening to my voice right now, 
and you are currently using either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it would help me a ton if you could stop what you're doing, take five seconds to tap the number of stars that you think the show deserves. So if you're on Spotify, there's a place to add a star rating right underneath the name of the show. And if you're listening on Apple, just scroll down where you're seeing all the episodes and there's something that says tap to rate. Just tap the number of the stars that you think the show deserves. And you may not know this, but I typically spend over five hours of my own time each week just researching a guest on the show. And then there's the time that's spent recording the show, the intro, reaching out to new guests, and of course, all the editing, publishing, promoting that my amazing wife and high school sweetheart, Leah, helps me to manage. So all that to say, there's a lot that goes on just to get to the point where you listen to this episode. So if you appreciate the content and have 10, five to 10 seconds to spare, it would help a ton if you could leave a quick rating on the show. Extra credit if you choose to leave a review, but just tapping whatever stars you feel the show deserves helps a ton and it takes so little time. So whether you choose to do that or not, I so appreciate you and I'll talk with you soon.